Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning a beautiful Chassidic discourse from the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Bossi Lagani Achoisi Kalo. The Rebbe said <coughs> this Chassidic discourse in Shabbos Parshas B'Shalach, that year was the tenth day of the month of Shvat, in the year Tuf Shin Mem Dalid, 40 years ago. So again, the Chassidic discourse is based on the verse in the Prophets where King Solomon says, Bossi Lagani. God is saying, I came to my garden. Achoisi Makalo, my sister, my bride, and the Rebbe brings from the previous Rebbe, who was celebrating his yard site, that he gave out a Chassidic discourse with the same title to learn on what right before he passed away. So he brings from the Medrash. The Medrash says, the verse says, Bossi Lagani, I came to my garden. So the Medrash is Lagununi. What does it, what does it mean, my garden? To the place that I, I my, my main presence was felt there before. In other words, because you know when Hashem created the world, He created the world, and Hashem dwelled in the world. And unfortunately, through the fact that there were seven terrible things that happened, for each terrible thing that happened, Hashem, so to speak, when it left the world, He left, from the, he left the world and He started to disguise Himself. First He left this world, then to one heaven, to next, until He came up to the seventh heaven. So God is concealed. Then came along seven righteous people, seven tzaddikim, starting with Avram Avinu, as you know, Avram was called Echad Oy Avram. He was the one, means he was the first one. And he brought down the Shekhinah, Hashem's uh, presence, from the highest uh, heaven, the seventh, down to, down to the next one. And then that happened for, for seven tzaddikim, seven righteous people, until the seventh one was Moshe Rabbeinu. And remember, as we know, the seventh is always the beloved. And he brought down the Shekhinah from the last Rakia down into this world. And when we say this world, we're talking about the world, which is a materialistic, physical world where God is the most concealed. That's why he brought the Shekhinah back in there. Now, drawing back the Shekhinah down in this world through Moshe how did he do that? So mainly it was done by building the tabernacle. And like it says in the Torah clearly, the Asuli Migdash, make to me a holy place, Vishachanti Besoicham, and Hashem said, I'll dwell in there. In other words, drawing down the main energy and the main presence of Hashem, Vishachanti, in the materialistic Mishkan, which was made by either 13 or 15 materialistic things that was used to make the Mishkan. And in there itself, referring to it, and not only was it in the Mishkan, but it actually the Shekhinah comes in to each and every one of us. So the Rebbe says we know what, it, what the, the powerful teaching in the Medrash and the, and the mystical teachings of the, of the, uh, the different Chabad Rebbeim, based on the verse in the Prophets, in, in Psalms, uh, where it says, In other words, we speak of the greatness of Hashem. So he says over there in the Chassidic Discourse that the seven terrible things that happened throughout the generations that caused God to go to leave this world starting from the primordial sin of the eight Hadas. So and 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 because of that because of the sin Hashem so to be concealed himself. So the Rebbe says something very powerful. I mean he's sharing a teaching from the previous Chabad Rehim that that was the intent. Hashem knew that people were going to sin. And Hashem knew because of that he's got to conceal himself. So what, what's, what's the whole idea? If he knew that people are going to be weak and people are going to sin and therefore he's got to conceal himself. And Rebbe explains because it says you read that Tzarech Aliyah. Every downgrade, every concealment is so that later on there should be a greater revelation. In other words, when there's a concealment and then later on 
we draw down God back into the world, uh, it's it, it's going to be a great a greater revelation. Like it says, a choisy kala, my sister, my bride. In other words, this drawing down, which comes. Not the free gift that Hashem was here, but the one that we are begging and pleading through our learning Torah and doing mitzvahs for God to come down here. So that is a greater revelation, the way greater than it was in the beginning of creation. So it's powerful. So in other words, when you look at God forbid sins, no one should sin. But the Rebbe is saying is that Hashem knows that you're going to sin. Why? Because after the sin, you go ahead and you find inner strength to bring in a greater revelation of Hashem. And that's why it says, Tzaddikim, righteous people, inherit the land, and they dwell in it forever. What does that mean? That what's the, what's the spiritual work of a tzaddik is to, to, to draw in the Shekhinah, God's presence, a, a very high level, Shekhinah, Marim Kaddish, a very high level of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, down into this physical world in a way that it lasted forever. Why is that? Because What's causing Hashem to be down in this world? Not a free gift, but learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. And we know Torah is everlasting. Like it says, Hashem Gimlaich Hashem is going to be the king forever. Uh, starting from the drawing it down in, in the Mishkan that Moshe Rabbeinu did, and we know that everything that Moshe Rabbeinu did has an everlasting effect. Now, and the reason why when you draw down the main Shekhinah, the main presence of Hashem in this, in this physical world, which happens through our spiritual service, and why is that greater than the revelation Hashem did when He originally created the world? Why is that? Never explains like this. Because when we draw, when we, when we redraw down Hashem's presence, it was after Hashem, so to speak, left. How do we do that? So we have to do something in Kabbalistically, it's called, and I'll say it in Hebrew, uh, Aramaic, and I'll translate it. We do it through our Avoido, spiritual work, which is called Ishabcha, transformation. What does that mean? When Hashem originally created the world, Hashem was here. Wonderful. What happens when Hashem left? Now the world is even darker. So when we do our spiritual work of learning Torah and doing mitzvahs and prayer, it's something which is called Yishapcha Chashoycha and Hayra. We're taking darkness and making it into light. And what happens is when darkness gets transformed into light, so it's a much greater light. Yisrael, it's a much powerful light. Just like the quality of a Baal someone that returns to Hashem over at Sadiq. A Sadiq, his whole life is, you know, the light's on. But a Baal that has to work on himself to bring the light, it's a much more powerful light. And like the Rebbe brings in the Zohar, it says, Kadiskafia Sitra Achra. Istalik Yikar the Almin. When you practice restraint and don't listen to the other side, the opposite of holiness, then Hashem is felt all over. In other words, when we do the spiritual work of practicing the skafia, restraint, and ishapcha transformation, we actually draw in a much greater light. And this light is in a very, very high level, and that's why it's called istalic. Not only means it's found, but it's talking about a level of istalic, that's what's in the world. And that's why that when we built the Mishkan, it was made out of Kroshim, Kroshim are planks. And these are, and, 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 and the, the planks were made out of atze shittim, acacia wood. Now we know keresh means a plank, but keresh has the same letters as sheker, falsehood. Obviously in a different, in different, in a different setup of the letters. And it's different, not oneness of Hashem, but it's like different. But when we do the avoida 
of to make the crusher means we transform the false of the world into a kerish or plank for, for, for Hashem. We make it for the Mishkan out of acacia wood. And as we take the false of the world and we transform it into a plank for the Mishkan for Kaddish Baruch Hu, and we take the silliness of the world and we transform it to, 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 to silliness or holiness. That's like the Abati Shittim. So what happens then is we draw in the main essence of the Hashem's presence in the materialistic world, even higher than when Hashem originally created the world. So, so far we learned our powerful avoider of doing the work of Eskafia's Habchal, and that brings in a greater light than Hashem originally created the world. So because of that, the says the, the preacher continues in the Chesed discourse, and that's why the Jewish people are called Tzivois Hashem. We have a title. We are soldiers in God's army. Like it says in the Torah clearly, by he by there was on that day when we went out of Egypt, Yatsu the soldiers in God's army left Egypt. So he liked to explain the connection why we called soldiers. Because this the this idea that the Jewish people are not intimidated from the darkness and the falsehood of the world. And on the contrary, not only are we not intimidated that we don't get affected, but on the contrary, we transform it into holiness. How do we do that? So the spiritual work that we do is called Mesiris Nefesh. We go on self-sacrifice. It's not easy to go ahead and, 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 and do differently than the whole world is doing. The whole world is busy with whatever they're busy with. And we're instead learning Torah and doing mitzvahs and praying and being happy and making the world a godly place. That's called Mesiris Nefesh. And sometimes it's hard to do it. The mind doesn't let us, our heart doesn't let us. So we have another tool which is called Kabbalah Soil. We accept, we do what we have to, even though it doesn't make sense at times, it doesn't feel right, and we're not in the mood, but we have the power of the serious nefesh. We go on self-sacrifice to bring, to make that God should be felt here. And the idea of what? Kabbalah Soil. Accept, accepting what Hashem wants without, whether we understand it or feel it, etc. And that's why we're called Siva Hashem, we're soldiers in God's army. Because what is it? What is it? Tzavah? It's like it's, we're basically a soldier, and that's the connection that we're called Sivas Hashem when we went out of Egypt. Why? Because this terminology of being a soldier in God's army. When, when did we? When did we earn that title? When we left Egypt, specifically. Why? Because what is the spiritual work in exile? Of Egypt, and the same thing applies to all the exiles, because we know that all the all the all the uh, uh, the the the, uh, um, the exiles that we're in is all based on the original Mitzray in the original Egypt, because Egypt comes from the word of Mitzrayim Lishon. They make they cause pain for the Jewish people, which means they cause pain for Yiddishkeit and for the Jewish people. The Rebbe uses the, he says in Yiddish, they make an eng Yiddishkeit uneden. They make it make it tough for Judaism and for the Jewish people. So how do we overcome that? We overcome that two key up two key tools that we have in our chest. One is Kabbalah soil, accepting. We just do whatever Hashem wants. It makes sense. It feels right. It doesn't make a difference. We do what Hashem wants. And Messiah is never self-sacrifice. Now, and that's why we got the, the title of Tzivah Hashem. When we do our avoido of Kabbalah cells accepting whatever Hashem wants and Messiah Nefesh. So then what happens is, for all the Jewish people there is, or light in the dwelling place. In other words, even though you can be in Gullus, you can be in the middle of exile, but guess what? The light is on for the Jewish people. And not only in your four amot, in your, your, your uh, immediate space, 
But the fact is, every single house that a Jew walks into, even if you walk into a, a house of an Anjou, so what happened was the light would come with you and it would actually lighten up and all the, all the, all the, uh, the, 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 the house and the rooms and the, the cellars all over. The light would shine everywhere in the tunnels, in the tunnels. It would light up the tunnels. In other words, and that was the preparation of being able to take everything out of Egypt. In other words, by transforming all, all the sparks that were in Egypt. And, and, and so that was the avoid the in Egypt. And afterwards, we went, we left Egypt and we came to, to the sea. And over there, the, the possessions that we were able to amass by the sea was even greater than the land of Egypt. Why? Because those sparks that we couldn't transform in the land of Egypt, because they were totally, totally concealed, more than the, than, than the, the islands that were concealed in Egypt. So what happens is, Pari himself, they have to get transformed. So Pari, Pari himself brought it to, to the sea so that we can go ahead and, and, and elevate it. And so, so we had the two avoiders. One is the transforming everything in Egypt. Then we transformed everything by the sea, what we couldn't do in the land of Egypt. And this was all preparation for us to receive the Torah. Like it says clearly that, I'll quote the verse, by Yisrael Mishram, as he showed me Yamsov, Hashem, Moshe Rain, took the Jewish people from the, from the Sea of Reeds. In other words, he took them straight from the transformation of Egypt, straight from the transformation of the sea to receive the Torah. And that's why the Jewish people are called, when we left Egypt, to the Hashem, we're soldiers in God's army. Why? Because Tzvah Hashem, it's not a name to describe HaKadosh Baruch it's not a description of HaKadosh Baruch Because as we know, that there is a name, Tzvah which, uh, which is a holy name. For one of the seven names that you're not allowed to actually erase. But that name, when it's associated to God, is only later on revealed to us through the prophets. However, in the Torah itself, the name Svoi, so referring to Gersh Baruch Hu, is not in the, in the Torah itself. It's only later on in the prophets. But when it says Tzivai Hashem in the Torah, which means the, the soldier close to Yudke Vavche, um, and, and it's secondary to Yudke Vavche, Tzivai to, to Hashem, and others, what is that? That's referring to the way we have, we practice acceptance of Kabbalah soil, accepting what Hashem wants, which like a soldier accepts whatever, whatever he's told to do. And what are we accepting to Yudke Hashem, we're accepting to do Yudke Vavke, which is above nature. And when we behave in a way of Tzvois, or Tzvois, and a soldier that's ready, committed to do whatever Hashem wants, that's how we can go ahead and transform and elevate all the sparks in Egypt. And even things that were totally concealed, we have the power to go ahead and transform and elevate. Now, as we know, why is that? Because what's the source of all the concealments? The, all, the source of any concealment comes from a Kaddish Baruch Hu. It comes from which part of a Kaddish Baruch Hu? Shem Elohim. And that's why we know the Shem Elohim is the same numerical value as Hateva, the nature. Now, even though you're saying Elohim is a source of concealment, Elohim is godliness. But, and it's only, it's only, it only has the numerical value of nature. In other words, this that, that godliness is revealed is a lokim, but the fact that that that, that there's nature, that's concealment, it's only it's only it's only a numerical value of it. But nevertheless, 
it is the source of all nature, and that is the part that, that Hashem Elohim comes through tremendous concealments and contraction of light, and that's the idea of what Teva comes from, it's sunk, so to be sunk into the sea, that the light, yes, it is the light from Akash Baruch it's totally sunk and concealed, like he explains at length in the Chassidic Discourse of the previous Rebbe in the, um, in the, 13, the 13th chapter. Now, but through the fact that we do our spiritual work of tzivos havaya, which means tzivos, we're a soldier, that we means we're totally accepting Kabbalah soil, to what? To yudke vavke, the, which is above nature. What happens then is, we through that we have the power to transform and elevate the, par, the sparks that are totally concealed, and we can make a dwelling place for Hashem, literally in the lowest places, means where Hashem is totally concealed. And like in the expression of the Alter Rebbe says, which means in the lowest places we have the power to make a dwelling place for Kaddish Baruch. Okay. Rebbe says to understand this, in other words, that even though that the light of a Kaddish Baruch is totally concealed, and a double concealment in the world, but nevertheless, so on one hand we're saying Hashem is concealed. On the other hand we're saying that when we do our avoidah of, of Kabbalah soil, we cause that concealment to get revealed. So, so the, so the previous era explains in the 14th chapter, and, and we know that the, um, that the 14th chapter is connected to this year, and when the Rebbe said the Chizit discourse, it was, it was, a, it was in the second cycle, which is double, you know, which is double, which is very, very powerful. Um, obviously now we're in the, um, in the fourth cycle, and so he brings over the, in, 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 in the chapter, he says like this. <clears throat> so on one hand, what did we learned till now, Hashem is concealed, and we have the power from, from the concealment to create a transformation. So, but now in the 14th chapter, the previous brings a verse that says, the Atta, referring to Kosh Baruch Hu, Mechaya Eskulam, give everything its energy and its life force. What does that mean? That the light, and the energy is shining, and it's even felt in the, the lowest places. Again, remember, when we say low, we don't mean physically low. It means in the, in the greatest concealment, and the, and the lowest places where, so to speak, God is totally not felt. And nevertheless, even though it's so low, where God is concealed and not felt, and possibly the opposite of godliness, but nevertheless, even over there, the light of HaKadosh Baruch was there, even in the lowest places. And it's revealed here up to the point that any single person, simple person could realize that in the lowest places, the most decrepit places, Hashem is there. Hashem is all over. So on one hand, what we learned till now, that it's concealed. Through our avoidah, we transform it. But here they're saying, from the previous, from the previous chapter, in the 14th chapter, in the lowest places, everywhere Hashem is there. In other words, in the 13th chapter, he explains that the light comes down and there's tremendous tzimtzumim, contractions, or concealments, etc. Uh, but um, uh, now he does a flip in the 14th chapter. He explains just the opposite, that how the light of a Kaddish Baruch is revealed everywhere. And that's how he tra- starts off the, 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 the chapter, the 14th chapter, the after you, referring to Gash Baruch Hu, Mechaya, give life as Kulam, everywhere, Hashem's life is there. And that means, was focusing directly to Gash Baruch Hu. In other words, that the energy of every single thing that's created is not in a concealed way, it's in a revealed way. Up to the point, you say, after you can look at anything in the world, 
a door, a floor, a person, whatever it is, you can say, ah, oh, Hashem is there. In other words, this that when something gets involved in something, it, 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 you know, it, 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 get, it causes a change in it, that's only an energy which goes in the category of koyach, which means a power. However, when it comes to the light that gives it its life force, there is no difference. What Jeremiah is saying is like this. What did he just say? The light of a Kaddish Baruch Hu is everywhere. So you can say, what do you mean? The fact is, when something goes down from the higher to lower, again, we're talking spiritually, so it just starts getting weaker. There was, you know what gets weaker? A koyach, a power gets weaker. Light doesn't get weaker. So the same light, which is on the highest level, is in the lowest level. So the light of a Kaddish Baruch Hu is everywhere. And everyone will understand this based on it's known, there's three different expressions. Oyer, light, which we just said is everywhere. Chayas, energy. And koyach, power, like Deborah says, that's already different. That gets weaker. So the ultimate writes in, 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 in Tanya, and he says like this. These three expressions, they're three levels. So again, remember always, the Hasidic discourse from Yitzhak, Deborah brings in all the Rebbeim. Signed for the Walshanta, the Maggid, the Alter Rebbe, all the Rebbeim. So you see, he quotes from the Alter Rebbe. And now he brings that way it's explained by the Mittal Rebbe in his classical works of Imbribina. And now he also brings from the Rebbe Rashab that explains this in his classical works of the year Tafri Shayim Beis. And he says like this, the expression of Koyach, which means a power. A Koyach, a power is disconnected from a source. And because the power is disconnected from a source, so therefore it's in a concealed level. However, when you're dealing with light, and the same thing also with chayas, with energy, it's always connected to its source. And that's why it's always revealed everywhere. So what's the difference between oil, light, and chayas, and energy? So explains. Light is makif. It hovers over and doesn't get really involved, doesn't get, it doesn't get personalized. The light shines, it doesn't get personalized. It's makif. However, chayas, energy... So even though it gets internalized, so Chais is already more internalized, which gets gets involved based on whatever it's giving life life force to, but nevertheless, and, and because the the revelation of 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 of, of the of the energy of Chais is different than than, than Ur, but nevertheless it doesn't change. In other words, why is that? Because since Chais energy is connected to its source. So even though it gets involved, it doesn't disconnect. Okay, so Deborah's explaining like this as follows. The light of a Kaddish Baruch is all over, on the lowest levels. So he explains there's three different terminologies. There's the light that's all over, but again, even when it's all over, it's not good, but it doesn't change. The Chayas is all over, but again, it's obviously personalized, but also doesn't change. And the reason why Ur and Chayas don't change is because it's connecting to its source. And that's why it's revealed all over. Kayach, on the other hand, is disconnected. It becomes an independent entity. And that's why it does change. So it says we have to understand. It's known that with the godly energy in things that were created, there's another level. Till now we learned three levels. Ur, Chayas, and Kayach. There's a third level. What's the third level? And this is the revolutionary idea that explains, which he didn't explain in the last discourse of, from 20 years before. What's the, third, what's the fourth level? There's a level called shame, a name. And now again, remember, he's going to bring some all the different Chabad Rebbeim and sign from the Balshantov, so he brings from the Balshantov now. And like the teaching of the Balshantov, which was brought down in, in his a book called Shari, which was brought down in Shari Yichudimuna of the Alter Rebbe, and he explains the way as follows. That the names of everything of, that's, that was created in this world, 
those are the actual letters and words that come down from where? From the ten utterances that Hashem used in the Torah. And it comes down through different exchanges um, and, 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 and different setup, etc. But basically, the, 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 every single thing comes, the source is from the ten, the ten utterances. That's the Malshamt. It's also known the teaching of the Magad of Mezrich, based on the verse where it says, that Adam, the first one that Hashem created, he gave names to the animals. And whatever name he gave, that's the name of the animal. Now, the names that Adam Arishan gave to all the creations, for example, he said this is appropriate to call an ox, in Hebrew it's called a shur, and this is all, uh, all the different names he gave for the, the different animals. So the names that he gave, the names is the energy of the animal. So based on that, again, the, from the Balshantab and the Magid, he explains what it says in, what it says in Chazal, that when, when Adam Harishan called the different animals their names, again, remember, the names is, is the energy of the item. Like the, the Magid taught us, like the Balshantab taught us. So since the name is the energy of it, and he was able to call the name, which is the energy of the animal, showed how, how, how smart he was, up to the point where Hashem says, your wisdom of Adam is greater than the angels. Because he was able to call names for every single animal. In other words, how, how is he able to call the name for the animal? Because he was able to look into the source of the animal, and because he's able to see the source, he saw what letters it came from, he called it its name. It's not just a name just to be able to call something. He was able to see what letters of the ten utterances uh, create create the create the energy that the animal should exist. For example, Shur. He saw that in order for a shark to exist, it pulls a shin and a bubber and a rage, and that's how he created the word Shur. So he's able to see that. And the same thing also applies to all the names of human beings. Notice every single person's name. Not Adam for all people, every single individual's name, and it was every single person that is your energy. So, for example, if your name is uh, Moshe, Memshin, Hey, that is your energy. Mayor, Leia, whatever your name is, that's your energy. In other words, the godly energy that every single one has, like it says, the Atta Machaya School of Hashem gives us, otherwise we wouldn't exist without the Hashem energy of Hashem. What is that? That is the name. That's the power of a name. So in other words, so till now, just to recap, till now we learned about light, energy, and power. Now they were saying, no, 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 what's the real energy? The real energy is the name. Because that would that causes it to be created. Like he brings in the Moshantov and the Magid, and like what says that reference to Adam, Adam, that why was he so powerful? He was able to identify the source of the energy. So based on that, Rabbi says, he has, we have to understand. How does this go together? Which, with what's explained in the Hasidic discourse of, of the, of the, of the previous Rebbe, that says that the Atom is Kulam, you give everything life force, so he said, what is, what gives everything life force? It's not Kayach, because that's obviously different, based on the level. So he, the, the previous Rebbe explained, it's referring to Oyer, light, and Chayas. Um, light is all over the same, and Chayas the energy. But the fact is, one second, there's shame. That's question number one. More next next question of us is we have to understand, as we know that oil, the light, and the same thing also with highest, which is energy, 
and the name and, and the name it's actually two opposites. Why? Because light and energy, like we learned before, light is more makif and energy is more 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 primi. That's something which is revealed, and everything has light and everything has energy. However, the name of a person or a thing is concealed. Like I'll explain later on at more at length why do we see the name is concealed. But the fact is that Ur and Chayas is revealed, and the name is concealed. And this is also what is explained in, in from the Altar and Shar Yichud and he brings over there from the Arizal that even in something which is inanimate, like for example a stone, in there you have a, a soul, a nefesh, and 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 spiritual and spiritual energy. And you can say that when he says inanimate, when he refers to physically a rock. He's also referring to inanimate on a spiritual level. Because we know everything Hashem created, the way that it's in its source, what they, they show and they reveal the godly energy. Look at anything, you'll know the godly energy that it has in it. In other words, the creation that Hashem created, they say that they have godly energy. Otherwise, how would it exist? And like we know, for example, that everything that Hashem created praises HaKadosh Baruch Hu. However, because unfortunately we're living in a world with so much concealment, so there are certain things that Hashem created that it looks like it's inanimate. It doesn't have any life force. And those they don't reveal the godly energy that's within them. So therefore he says, even in something which is inanimate, in other words, it looks like someone will say, eh, rock. What's a rock? It's nothing. No, no, no. In every rock, there's a soul and there's energy spiritual. Again, because of the concealment, so we don't see it. But the fact is, everything has the energy. And in continuation to that, he explains that the energy of everything that's created, from the things that you see the energy and you don't see the energy, what is the source of the energy? The, so- the source of the energy is the name that it's called. Now, the name is concealed. So when you see something moving, so you see the energy, you don't see the name, but the fact is, what gives it its energy? The name. The name is concealed part. However, later on in, in the in the Hasidic discourse, he explains that this that comes down to create and to keep alive everything that's created is the, is, is the light. And he says specifically light, which is revealed in, in the item. So he brings over there from the from from the altar of Tanya where he says in in Egeris in the twentieth chapter, and he says as follows: that a ray of a ray of a ray from the kav when after Hashem, when Hashem wanted to create the world, he created a tzimtzum, and then he put down the kav, which is the line. So there's a, from a ray from a ray from the kav is in every single thing that Hashem created, and everything that that exists, and this and when this ray is on a revealed level. In other words, if this that the cob, the line, creates something from nothing, even though the only one that can really create something from nothing is the essence of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, so he explains in, 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 in Tanya Negeris HaKodesh that the reason is, if it's only Hashem can do it, so how can you say it's coming from a ray free from the cob? Because the fact is the cob is, comes from the infinite life of Hashem. And we know that the, uh, the light, the light is, is, has the same power and capability of its source. So what do we see from here? That even a ray of the ray of the kav, that in every single creation that exists, it has the same component of its source, the mo'er, the one that's the source of light, which means it has the idea of what? Of gili revelation. So he continues on to explain 
that the light and the energy shines and it's even in the lowest levels and even in the most decrepit places and like he brings a verse that it says in Esak Shamayim Shamat if I look at a high place which you God has revealed Hashem is there but see Hashem if I go down to the lowest place Hashem is concealed you're there as well and it was not only in heaven like we know Hashemayim is the heaven says you know the honor of Hashem but even in the physical world and even in the abyss though even there the, the, the energy is revealed and like he says that <clears throat> every single person can know this every single person can know that Hashem is revealed all over so in other words so the question is like this on one hand he's saying is we learned about the, the, the light the energy um, uh, and the Koyach and but there's a, there's a whole other idea of what to say in the name and the source of everything is the name and without the name you don't have it but the light is revealed then, then the name is not revealed so the question is why does he on one hand um, does, doesn't he mention the whole idea of the name when the name ultimately is the, is, is the source of everything so he explains as follows <clears throat> this that the energy of everything that exists what is the source of everything there's the light and the energy what's the source comes from the name like the author explains clearly in Shari Yechamunah so <clears throat> And the reason is because there is a quality and there's a superiority of a name over the light. Now, so there's no question about the, the light exists everywhere and the energy exists everywhere. The source of it all is the name. But since the name is concealed, uh, so therefore this quality that the name has gets revealed through the light. So again, powerful distinction. The light is revealed everywhere. The energy is revealed everywhere. The light is more makif. The energy is more more primi. The, uh, uh, the, the light is more hovers over it. And the energy is more personalized. The name is a source of everything. The difference between a name and, and it's even higher technically. The difference between the name and reality. The difference between the name and the light is that the name is concealed and the light is revealed. So based on he explains, that's why... The Tzemach Tzedek, we explained before, he's going to go through all the different Chabad Rebbeim. In a Chesedek discourse, where, 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 which, which begins, Vayihi B'Shalach Parashon, when Parashon sent out the people. So he says, the verse, what does the verse say? Vayihi B'Shalach Paroi, when Parashon sent out, Es Ha'om, the nation. So he says, why does it say the nation? It should have said, Vayihi B'Shalach Paroi, Es Yisrael. He said that to the Jewish people. Why does he use the expression of nation? We don't know what nation it is. Obviously, it's the Jewish people. He should have been more specific. He said that to the Jewish people. Why does he say the term um, um, nation? Now, um also means from like a, a low, it's like a very, very, um, uh, a flame that's going out. Very, very, uh, very, very low fire, which means the fire is disguised. So he explains over the reason why he uses the term um, because the Jewish people, when we were in exile in Egypt, so what does it say? It says in the prophets, it's the Ratali Be'oris. You're going to um, sow into the land. And we taught in Chazal that when a person goes ahead and plants something in the ground. So you take seeds, you put it in the ground. What to the seeds? They get obliterated. And then you have to pray with the water and the sun that something comes out of it. So why, why do you do that? 
You do it, even though you're losing your seeds when you plant it, because there's going to be a tremendous benefit afterwards. So he said, so he explains, this, as we know, in reference to Torah and Mitzvahs, when it comes to Torah and Mitzvahs, it's also called planting. In other words, through the fact that Hashem gave the Mitzvahs to the Jewish people, and like it says clearly, you're going to be to me a land of desire. And like the Baal teaches, that every single Jewish person has tremendous treasures, just like the treasures that are in the materialistic land, earth. So, but, but, but what? You have to reveal it. So as you look at the earth, you, look, you see earth. When you plant something, all of a sudden things come out. We were the things before it came out. They were concealed. Our job was to reveal it. The same thing also about Every one of us has tremendous treasures. What we need to do is we need to reveal them. So what is referring to the way the Jewish people on this world, we have tremendous treasures. So how do we bring out the treasures that we have? It has, you have, it has to grow out. You have to reveal it. So the same thing also with reference to the Jewish people when we were, we were in exile. Why were we in exile? We were in exile because of the tremendous blessing and the growth that's going to come afterwards. And what is the growth? That we're going to transform the sparks that are in Egypt. Now, so the question is, <clears throat> why is it that the, that the growth and the expansion and the profits are for the Jewish people is only when we, when we elevate the sparks that are in Egypt, that are initially concealed? <clears throat> why is that? Because that's because of the quality of the name compared to light. So he's giving us the whole, the, the secret behind it. In other words, the, the quality of name versus light. That's the reason why we went into Gullus. We went into Gullus because again, if we're light, you have light. But what happens is the name is much higher, but the name is concealed. Our job is to reveal the name. So that's the sole idea. We went into Gullus is to elevate the sparks. And what does that mean? The goal is to find the name in everything. And then we go to a much greater place. And, and like he explains as follows. He says, like the Rebbe Marash <coughs> explains, what it says, what it says that, that the, the Gashem went 500 years. He traveled 500 years to acquire for himself what? A shame, a name. See again, the buzzword a name. Hashem traveled what? 500 years? He wanted a name. In other words, why is that? Because the source of a name is higher than the light. The goal is the name. We need that name. The light, everyone can connect to the light. The light's there. But the goal is to find the name, which basically is much higher, but it's concealed. Now, even though when you're dealing with revelation, it's specifically in the light, as we know that the oir, light, has the same component of the source of the light, and through the light, you can see the quality of the source of the light, like, for example, if you take a light of a candle, so you know, you, you know, you look at the light of a candle, you know it's coming from a candle. Or if you take the light of a torch, you know it's coming from the torch. Or the light of the moon, you know it's coming from the moon. And the light of the sun, you know it's coming from the sun. In other words, the difference between the light of a candle or a torch, what, what, what creates a different, a different type of light, it basically is a source. However, with a name, you don't know what the person is. Because the fact is, you can have 20 people who have the same name. And they're all different. Intellectually, emotionally, physically, they're all different. Why is that? Because the, the, the name doesn't really show you who the person is. Not only that, 
even the name of a species, which refers to the energy of the whole species, it's concealed. And it, we see clearly that Hashem praised Adam Arishain, that he knew the names, means he knew the source. He knew the source of every, of every creation. Because if the name was revealed on let's say the axe, he called it a sure. If you were able to see the source, that it's a sure, what would be the big quality that he figured out the name? So obviously, the name is concealed. And the same thing also, where <coughs> what, what Adam Arishan said, oh, for you it's befitting to be called, referring to Hashem, um, uh, Adinai, which means that you are the master of all creation, uh, everything that was created. In other words, why do you, why do you, why do you need other regions to do it? Because obviously it's not revealed. So you see that the shame is all about concealment. But nevertheless, so even on one hand, so the downside of a name is it's not revealed. And again, you could see 20 people with the same name. What does the name tell you? And you see that it took other regions to find it. It's concealed. But nevertheless, even though that's the downside of a name, versus the light is revealed, energy is revealed. But nevertheless, there's a quality that name has over light. What, what is, what's the difference? Because when you're dealing with light, even though, again, it's, it's connected to its source, and it has components of its source, but nevertheless, a light is only a ray. It's only a ray. However, the name, even though it's disconnected, and it's concealed, but the name of something is sourced in the essence. And therefore, by calling the name, you connect and you draw down the essence. For example, if somebody's fainting, it means he doesn't have his, he doesn't have his energy. And what does he have left? When someone's fainting, the energy is gone. The light is gone. What does he have left? He has his essence left. And when you call the person's name, you literally can revive the person. Why is that? Because when you call the person's name, you're calling out the essence. Not only that, just take it a step deeper. When even when you call someone's specific name, you actually draw in that specific specific energy into the person, and like it's brought down in Torah from the Alter Rebbe, that when you go ahead and call somebody Chacham, you're a wise person. You literally draw down wisdom into the person. Or if you call someone a chassid, a pious person, you draw down pious into the person. And as you draw down the power of intellect, the power of kindness from its source, which is a very, very powerful teaching of the Alter Rebbe. And as when you call somebody with a name, you give them a positive name, you're kind. So besides the fact you're giving them a compliment, but deeper, you're actually literally bringing in kindness into the person from its source. When you say someone you're smart, you're literally bringing in smart from its source. That's why we know that's the terrible thing when you call someone a, 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 not a good name. Because what you're doing is you're actually bringing in that energy from a deeper place and you can have more of it. So if you want to create good energy, call the person what you want him to be and then he'll be that person which is a very, very powerful way to, to <laughs> change an environment. Say good things, and good things are going to happen. And the same thing also in high. That when we call Hashem in the name of Chacham, he's wise or kind, what we're doing is we're awakening the light of Chachma, 
the light of chesed, the light of wisdom, the light of kindness to come down. Even though, even though before Hashem created the world, that the chach, the, the the intellect and the kindness wasn't a concealed, uh, 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 it wasn't even in a concealed state, like he explains with the Atlantic terror. And that's why it's that's why it's explained in many places that when you call someone a name, it actually reaches higher than the ten spherot hagnuzah, the ten hidden spherot. And how much more so when it comes to a name of a person, like for example, Ruvain, Shimon, which is higher than the name of Chachman Chesed. And when you call the person the name, you're actually getting to the essence of the person. So the Rebbe's explaining something so powerful. That on one hand, yes, you have the name which is concealed, and the light is revealed, and but nevertheless, the power of a name is that the power, the name, even though it's concealed, it reaches the essence. And by using the name, you're actually drawing down the essence down here. So in other words, let's recap. The Atumachayas Kulam, what's the, the energy is all over. The energy is all over. The light is all over. The energy is all over. And everyone says, guess what? The name is also all over. So why doesn't he use the reference of a name? Because the name is concealed. But nevertheless, the name is there. And when you actually call the name, the name is found. You draw on the essence everywhere. So based on the story explains, why is it that the, the godly energy that of, 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 that of, of, of everything that Hashem created is in the level of what? Of a shame of a name. Like he explains in, 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 in Tanya from Shai Yechidimun from the Alter Rebbe. In other words, even though, one second, how could it be? The highest, the energy, what's the source from a name? But the name is concealed. Because there is a quality in a name which does not exist in light. Because light, even though, yes, it has the same component of its source, but again, it's only a ray. And how much more so energy of the, of, of the light that of, of everything that Hashem created, in other words, besides the fact it's only from where? From the light of the Kav, which is already after the Simpson, but even in there, it's only of a ray of a, a, a ray of a ray of the, of the Kav. And that's the real power of a name, because a name reaches the essence of Kaddish Baruch Hu. And just like when it applies to the name of every single thing, whether it's the name of the whole species or the name of the person, or the name that the person is called, so to speak, in Hebrew, that the name is its energy. That's the source of its energy. And the same thing applies even to names, not necessarily in Hebrew, even in other languages. Why? Because we, since we know everything is divine providence, and we find in the, in the in different books of the previous Rebbe in many places as well, that he would also, he would focus on the energy of a person's name, even wasn't a Jewish name. And he would actually learn different ideas and ways to serve Hashem. Now, even though, nevertheless, even though that the godly energy in a name is concealed, so because it's concealed, therefore you need the energy of the light which is revealed. And that's how you reveal the name. And then you have both qualities. You have the quality of the, the essence through the name, and then you have the quality that what that it gets that, that it comes revealed. So the other saying is and ultimately in every single place you need two components. You need to realize the, the the light and the energy of God is all over, and that we see. But also what's there is the name, which is the source in its essence, and uh, but it's concealed. What brings it out? The light brings it out in a revealed way. 
And when we go ahead and, and realize that every single place and every single person has a light and energy of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and you have the name, which again is concealed, but you have the power to reach the essence, and by reaching the essence through the light, you actually reveal the essence, that will affect, it should, that it should be the name of Hashem should be complete. Like just like it's written, that's how you say it. And the, the cheer of Hashem will be complete. Together with the completion of the Jewish people and the completion of the Torah and the completion of Eretz Yisrael. And we know Eretz Yisrael is called Eretz. Why? Because it, that it wants to do the will of Hashem. In other words, <coughs> what, what does it mean it wants to do the will of Hashem? It has the will, but also reads that it's running to do the will of Hashem. It's not only wants to do, but actually it's running. So wanting, just almost like in a concealed way. But running means it's in a revealed way. In other words, even though Eretz, we know is Malchus. It's connected to the sphere of Malchus. And Malchus, we know, is general. Everything is concealed there. So therefore, you have to have the spiritual work of what Kabbalah cell to accept. But nevertheless, it's running to do the will of Hashem. And, and, and we're running, I never used the word, it says in Yiddish, life. we're running to do the will of Hashem. And where are we running? We're running to the redemption, the true redemption, the complete redemption, which is going to be with Mashiach Tzedkenu. And we're going to go with their youth and with our elders, with our, with our sons and our daughters. And like the finishes off beautifully and he says, Bimheira, Biyamenu, Mamish, it's going to happen very, very quickly and literally right now. So here you have another powerful Hasidic discourse of the Rebbe on Yitzvat and really with a very, very powerful message that the that Hashem basically is, is, is found every, every, everywhere in a revealed way. But more importantly, we learned today the superpower of a name that the, even though it's concealed, but through the name you can get to the essence of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and through by calling good names, you create good energy, and like the Rebbe finishes off, and when you have the, the the combination of the name which is concealed, but then the revealed part, and you connect to the essence, that creates um, completion in a Kaddish Baruch Hu, in Am Yisrael, in Eretz Yisrael, in Tarius Yisrael, and we will have, like the Rebbe will run to, 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 to the ultimate redemption, and let's hope and pray that we run to the redemption, and Class will be in your Shalayim Irakoidish. Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.